I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this coming week, June the 21st, I will be doing a work in progress show in Cork. June the 21st at Collins. There is a, a link to the details for that show. Um, in this podcast, in the description notes of this podcast, and I will also be doing another work in progress show the following night. So two work in progress shows this week, one in Cork, the 21st in Collins, and the second one is the night after, June the 22nd, Wednesday, I'm returning to Hysteria Comedy, Shin A. I will update, I don't have a link for that yet, but um, it'll be happening in Shin A. I'm pretty sure if you turn up on the night for half past seven, Shin A, on the keys, you will be able to get a, a ticket to go in and see the work in progress shows. So that's two work in progress shows this coming week. June the 21st in Cork in Collins and June the 22nd in uh, Shinne Hysteria Comedy on the keys in Dublin City Centre on the Wednesday night. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, please do so at hellostevopodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram at the Stephen Mullen. Yup, yup, 7up, and welcome back to the show for this Friday, the 17th of June, 2022. Welcome back. The double whammy this week. Are you all happy? Are you delighted? You got two episodes this week. I promised you it would happen. I promised you it would happen. So no more giving out, please. I was shocked at the amount of giving out that came from very different quarters all over the place I was getting giving out for. Um, but I, I, you know, I apologize. I explained... Um, there was a lovely extra long podcast on Monday and we had the crack and I'm glad you all enjoyed. Thank you to all the people that are sharing the podcast as well. I see that happening on social media, giving the ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a busy week because actually on the podcast on Monday, I didn't get to cover half of the stuff that I wanted to cover. But... Um, uh, you know, it was just I was having so much fun telling you all about Kilkenny cat laughs on Monday that um, I didn't get to talk about the, all the other stuff. Life is mental at the moment. It's very crazy. And all I am doing at the moment, in my head anyway, is writing a show, is writing a new stand-up comedy hour. But it's stressful. I mean, I know I'm not on the front line in Ukraine. Calm down, okay? But it's just a weird way of of working to be honest with you and um but it's happening i'm in this i'm, I'm i kind of finally feel i did say this to myself a while ago right 
I wrote a play back in February and I was very stuck, like very late in the day. The play was going to happen in, um, I think it was the weekend of the 19th of February or something like that. And as of the 2nd of February, I had nothing written for this play. The problem was that beforehand was that I didn't think I was writing a play. I thought I was writing a stand-up comedy show. Then somebody said to me, that's not stand-up comedy, that's a play. So I took on this whole crazy, like, two to three week period of writing a play. I wrote six drafts of the play. I rehearsed it and performed the whole thing off book. Learned all the lines in front of a live audience. Had a director working on it and everything. It was just, it was really good, actually, because it was really... It gave me lots of skills, lots of DIY kind of skills where I was just like, you can just get up and you can do this. You, you just got to make shit happen, you know? Sometimes you can be a little bit like, well, you know, I'm an actor or I'm a writer or I'm a comedian. That's not my role to look after the costume, you know? All that kind of carry on, which I get. But, like, there is a point at certain projects, certain pr- uh, creative projects, that you just have to get up and make it happen. Do you know what I mean? Lots of you will have been in that situation in depending in where where you are in your work or your careers or in in very different projects that you've been involved in in your life. You realize that you have to just, if you don't make it happen, nobody else is going to make it happen. I feel like the world is a lot more like that now. I feel like back in the day, like when people had jobs that had careers, like let's say in the 1960s, right? And you were a postman. You got a job as a postman. You weren't really taking it upon yourself to make things happy. Happy? (laughs) To make things happen because you were part of a system. You were part of a very clear system. This is how the system works. You do this. You get paid. And there was no responsibility on you to make anything happen. Your responsibility was to work within the system. But the, the world is very different today. And the idea of work is very different today as well. Like, actually, it's, a, it's mad that I said a postman because nowadays a postman would be delivering far less than a postman would have been in the 1960s because of the internet. So that's a good example of how life has moved on. Things have changed. The idea of work has changed. But I feel like there's a lot more people in a lot more fields a lot more careers out there in the world that you just have to make shit happen when i lived in london there was lots of people who used to love the term i'm a i'm a freelancer yeah i just freelance you know i'm a freelancer suppose that's what lots of people are really because you as a freelancer you're making up your work as you go along i mean i'm doing that myself i just had ideas about content i heard i heard a terrible um radio ads recently on the radio and i was like why don't i contact companies like that it was a blind company they weren't they weren't um selling blind people they do um (laughs) they um they make curtains those kind of blinds you know (laughs) and um i was just kind of thinking that's a crap ad I could have, I just see, I don't want to get into the writing of it, but maybe that's where I should get a bit more creative and go, I'll write the ad for you as well, and I'll do the VO, and here's my CV. I'm the voice of a certain show called Love Island. I, I wouldn't do the ad in that voice. Imagine I did. Welcome to the blind... No, let me see. Hmm. 
Welcome, come down to our showroom today to see all the curtains we have hanging from our windows. <laughs> I don't know, that'd be very annoying. But, you know, I do have the ability to do, as we talked about recently, you guys were very complimentary about the idea of me doing meditation apps. Welcome to Stephen's meditation app. This is the biggest con job in the world where I will get paid to use my voice to tell you one of the most basic and innate things that a human being will naturally do anyway. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. <laughs> I think that's on my mind because I'm talking about that on stage at the moment. How are they making money by telling people to do what they be doing anyway? Breathe in. Breathe out. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's just the joy of, of being a freelancer. You got to make up your own work. You got to make up your own existence in the world, man. But that's what I'm doing with the show. That's what I do with podcasting. I'm making it all up anyway. Um, oh, just I got a, an alert. It's okay. I remembered that thing. So it's been a crazy week. And as I said, in my head, it's been all about the work in progress show. Now, about the issue of me dropping the pod on a certain day, I did get some feedback on that. I did. I got a voice note about what day you guys want the podcast to drop. And the voice note went something along the lines of, I don't care. What day you drop the pod on, what I care about is consistency. So, pick a day and fucking stick to it. So, thank you for that voice note that I got from Winston Churchill. (laughs) Uh, No, Winston Churchill was definitely a bit more, we will land them on the beaches. Okay, I don't care what... I don't care what day you drop the podcast. What I care about is consistency. Sir. So if you are dropping on a Friday, then fucking do drop it every Friday. So that seems to be the feedback that I got anyway, is that we don't really care what day it comes out on. Just bloody well stick to it. So I'll do my best. But, you know, with my scattered brain, ha, 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 ha. You wouldn't know what's going to happen next. And surely that's part of the joy. Surely that's part of you embracing and loving me, okay? So, in the last week, what I wanted to talk about on the last podcast, but I didn't get time to do, was that I did my first work-in-progress show. What I want to say is, I I put it at the beginning of this podcast as well, two work-in-progress shows are coming up next week on the 21st and the 22nd of June. That's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. The 21st is in Cork. The 22nd is in Dublin. And I want to thank all of you that did come to the show on uh, the last show that I uh, told you all about. It was last week. Um, which was my first work-in-progress show in Hysteria Comedy, comedy on Shine. I want to say thank you so much to everybody um, at Hysteria who put on a fantastic night. Work-in-progress shows are very, very different. 
But for me, it was very exciting, actually. Um, it's not necessarily... It's the nature of the show. For those of you who... Actually, I do realise I should explain what a work-in-progress show is because I've had... I don't know how many times I've been asked, actually, in the last couple of weeks, what is a work-in-progress show? So that's a great question. So explain it to them, Stephen. So the way that, like... Oh, God. Do you know what's happened there is my brain just opened up to the possibilities of how I could explain this. And I was thinking about the history of American stand-up comedy. Literally, that happened in one second in my head. I was thinking about uh, the difference in how American uh, how stand-up comedy developed in the, in the U.S. versus how it developed on this side of the water. So <laughs> that's all from just thinking about work in progress, right? So I'll try to condense it for you to explain that... I suppose in the US, there is a very specific style of stand-up comedy. Now, lots of us are massive fans of it. And to be honest with you, the most stand-up comedy that I watch probably is of US stand-up comedians. However, what's not always accepted over here is uh, in Ireland and the UK is that the culture of stand-up comedy, they do come from different places in the US and the UK. There's plenty of people, like uh, I've seen uh, quite prominent comedians actually in the UK saying that um, stand-up comedy is, a, is an American art form. That's not necessarily true, actually. Um, there's a great, again, I think I mentioned it before the other day, if you read that book, uh, Getting the Joke by Oliver Double, um, he actually uh, charts the history of stand-up comedy on both sides of the water, and you see how they very much have come from different places. So the American, the, so the, when we look at the culture of stand-up comedy today in the U.S., that very much comes from the coffee houses and where people would get up and start standing up and 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 you know start talking, and it would kind of would go between. Um, you know, when other people were doing, like a Bob Dylan was doing some singer-songwriter stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then the, the comedy club kind of developed from there, okay? So, you, like, Lenny Bruce was kind of considered one of the, one of the first to be uh, just kind of standing there and just talking and talking about political, social situations, etc., etc. Um, in the UK, there's quite a culture of i'm not going to think of the word now for fuck's sake the in the uk there came a culture of certainly theater but also um oh god um there was the working men's clubs and something else it's kind of a, a show band show busy type thing but in between acts there was very much the the kind of front of what they called at the time the front of cloth comedian so the curtain would go down and the a kind of person would come out to kind of talk to the audience and tell a couple of jokes maybe before the next band or whatever would come out and that was a little bit like the comedy then was like you know not dissimilar to like a Lauren Hardy will come out and do sketches and it was a bit more theatrical and that that role of the front of cloth comedian was how stand-up comedy developed that that role of the front of cloth comedian became a stand-up comedian if that makes sense so there's two different cultures of how people do um stand-up comedy and the reason i say this in connection to work in progress is because in the u.s people I, as far as i know they wouldn't really be doing a work in progress show because the way culture over there is you always do comedy at comedy clubs um, and that's not necessarily true in the UK and in Ireland. And, like, for example, I'm doing a show for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The Edinburgh Fringe is not a comedy club situation. It's an Edinburgh Fringe audience, which is a little bit more, uh, they're more, a little bit more theatrical, 
theatrically minded and therefore they are um when they come to see you do an hour, they come to see a show. They kind of wanted to have a beginning, a middle, and end type of a thing. In the U.S., they don't have to do work in progress shows, but because yes, they want to have their hour ready, but their hour comes from a very different uh, style, a different place. They've been basically working on routines and comedy clubs um, for a long period of time, and then they want to put they want to put their hour together or they want to film or whatever so then they will perform their full hour in a comedy club and that that culture doesn't exist in the uk and ireland because the the longest a headliner would do in the uk and ireland is 40 minutes max um and the club style is definitely different um and they're not looking for a beginning middle and end basically kind of a thing so when you're preparing a work in progress show, you're kind of doing both of those things. You're trying to get routines that you've already had working in the clubs to work. So the funny club club stuff that I can do. And like, like I can do routines in a club now. I'll headline clubs, but I'll talk to the audience in between and I'll mess around and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I don't even do material. I just end up messing around with the audience. But you can't go and do that in Edinburgh. Because Edinburgh Fringe is like you're doing your show every day for an hour. And of a Monday for or a Tuesday, for example, you're not going to get a lot of people in that room. You might be performing to five people, you know? So you, you have to have a show. You have to have something together to show them that has a bit more than just standing there and just telling jokes and just doing routines. So, didn't I go? I told you I was going the long way around of explaining it. So the work in progress show is you doing both, trying to get jokes to work, trying to get routines to work, but also build an actual show, build that hour so that people feel that they've been to a show, okay? I did that very clearly with uh, my first hour, which was Son of a Preacher Man, and that was very much uh, a very clear-themed show with a clear narrative, and uh, that was fine. This show... um, I'm, I'm figuring that out, you know, I don't necessarily know the beginning, the middle and the end, I have ideas of what that's going to be, and so I have to go on stage and do these work in progress shows to work out the arc, to work out some ideas that I'd like to fit in the show, I can't really do that in the comedy club setting because I have a job to do, I have, I have like for example, I just got asked to close a show the other night, so I have to be up there for half an hour, making them laugh for half an hour solid, close the, the show solid, so that they feel that they've been to a comedy show and they had a good laugh, but that's not them seeing my hour do you know what i mean There's, i hope that makes sense it is a bit it's a little bit unclear but it's a little bit like it's honestly it's even hard for um it's even hard for some comedians to understand the differences because sometimes you can go with your you look oh i've got an hour of routines that work really well i'll just go do that as my edinburgh show and it doesn't really work as well because the edinburgh audiences are expecting something a little bit different so even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. With all that in mind, that's why I was on stage doing work and progress shows, and that's why I'm doing, I'm going to be doing a lot. I'm doing two next week, but I'm going to be doing a lot between now and August. And what happens in a work in progress show? It happens, lots of different things happen for different people. I went up on that work in progress show, my first ever one doing it, with a lot of stuff that I had never said before, a lot of routines that I had written that I'd never said before. And I don't know if it was the kindness of the hysteria audience that were there on that night, but they were extremely kind, and I was delighted, delighted, um, and a little bit confused, that... <laughs> All the new stuff that I had never said before seemed to work really well, and all the stuff that I had been doing touring the country with bigger comedians that had killed in front of like hundreds to even thousand audience seaters didn't work as well. Now, maybe it was just because it was just a bit of a jarring segue into how I got into the stuff that already works. I don't know, um, but... Or maybe the, the, the same energy wasn't behind it because there was a different energy behind the new stuff because it was new, so there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a different excitement. But um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Now, that does not mean, I want you to hear this, that does not mean that it was great. I'm not saying that at all. For me, the joy, it, it was an artistic experience. For me, the joy in those situations is finding stuff. And I said to myself before I went up there that I will not... I will not try and make them laugh when I don't know what I'm doing. So as a comedian, as a goof, as a human in the world, actually, if I don't know what to do in a situation, I'll make a joke or I'll say something silly or I'm talking just in natural, normal situations. Sometimes if attention is too much in the real world, I'll make a joke or, you know, that's how, you know, I've probably dealt with stuff all my life. And it's probably difficult for me to just say nothing or to stand there unless I'm exhausted and I couldn't give a fuck. Um. Sometimes it can be difficult just to stand there and not say anything. But especially when you're in a situation where you have to make a room full of people laugh and something A doesn't work or you're lost in your train of thought, the natural reaction can be to go out into the crowd and, you know, start acting the mickey or take the mickey out of yourself for not doing or something not working or not doing what you're supposed to do. Loads of stuff. So I said to myself, before going up and doing this work in progress show that I will take my time to try and execute 
the ideas that I want to execute. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. So there's two things going on. You want to ex execute the ideas that you have been working very hard on, but you also have to be open to finding something new in the room on the night. And I feel like I did those two things. I kind of walked off feeling happy that I did those two things, and I felt very grateful for it. And I felt that the audience were perfect. It was the perfect size of room, to be honest with you. Because in such a situation, when you're dealing with a, such a creative, artistic scenario, you don't want a huge room of people that are waiting, 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 expecting, expecting, expecting. You kind of need a small room so that you can feel it out. So that you feel less pressure to deliver laugh, 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 laugh. And the audience were great. They let me be there in silences. They let me be lost. They let me say things that I uh, was catching myself out and going, I think that's inappropriate. I don't know why I'm going down that road. Um, so for me, it was the perfect audience in the perfect room, hence why I'm going back there next week. And since then, I've written a lot more. A lot and what's interesting is sometimes you can go, oh, this is the start of the show. Or I think what will be interesting for audience members, if you come to see me do the different work on progress shows, I think you're going to see very different stuff, very different and even very different material. So, I, you know, that's the joy of the work on progress shows. If I'm finding stuff on there, on, up there on stage, the shows are just not going to be the same. I've even written a new routine this week that has not been said at all before but that's going to be added on to the two other new routines that makes it a really really different show and the two other new routines have developed completely differently since i said that stuff on stage so it's like it's like building a house but you don't know where the material is going to come from what an analogy Stephen! you're a poet <laughs> and that for me is exciting Yes, you have to be fearless and you can't be fucking nervous about it and you have to... But sure, isn't that the joy of life? If we really think about life as opposed to... If we think about... Actually, I'll take that statement back. Don't think about life. Think less. Do more. Be happy with not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. And I will say, although I've promised now, I will not talk about it. Because I wouldn't say I got in trouble with my therapist at all. But she is reiterating not to talk about what we do in therapy. And I'm respecting that. But what I want to say about it, I'm not telling you anything about it. I'm not telling you anything that's gone on with it. Is that I've been really enjoying CBT. That does not mean that it's easy either, but it's a little bit like the work in progress shows in that you literally turn up and you don't know what is going to happen. And I personally find that very liberating, very freeing, very, ah, uh, like, now this is going to sound morbid, so hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen, but I could publish this podcast and die. And that will have been my life. And actually, philosophically speaking, I find that quite freeing because I don't know what's going to happen next. Therefore, it should, this is just the space that I'm in in my head, I should be able to embrace life 
in a way that is, you know, life is chaos, you know? It's like we don't actually want to know. No, we, we don't know what is going to happen next. Nobody does. And I'm sure we have to fucking embrace that. Okay, we do know we're all going to die. We do know that. So in the meantime, why not just... It's, I'm not going to say that cliche. I'm not going to say it. Just embrace not knowing. That's why I loved philosophy when I did the Trinity Access course, was that, was that I, I, I felt a real strong sense of, like, I, honestly, I found it so liberating walking down the road, having a metaphysical conversation with the rest of the class, and being able to go, oh, I find it the most relieving thing in the world that I don't know, that I don't have the answers. <laughs> I find that very freeing, actually. Very freeing. Because we don't live in a world that kind of embraces that. We don't live in a world where people are encouraged to go, uh, yeah, I don't know. People don't like that. They're scared of that. People always think that they need to have an answer for fucking everything all the time. And I just find that stupid, to be honest with you. Because you don't know everybody with their political ideologies these days or this is what's right and this is what's wrong and blah, 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 blah. And none of the situations are really, you know... 90% of the shite that you'll see on the news is not that black and white, but people choose to see it in black and white because they have this fear of needing to be fucking right about something. It's boring! Boring! And I'm just, I think, learning to be a child or something like that. I don't know. I can see it in my daughter, you know, that sometimes she doesn't know certain things and she'll get anxious at the not knowing of certain aspects and as a parent you have to guide them through that you have to keep them within a safety net you can't just do what my parents did and said you know now Stephen uh, Jesus is coming back who, uh, who, who's Jesus mommy uh, he's, a, he's a Jewish fella um, and he loves you he loves me sure I don't I, I don't even know him yeah well uh, he knows you how's he know me he's been watching over you all the time that's a bit weird, Mammy, isn't it? Well. Is his surname Savile by any chance? That's not appropriate, Stephen. Right. Um, how, how do I know he loves me? They nailed him to a cross. That's a bit weird, Mammy. Go to sleep. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. So you can't be putting that kind of fear into kids like that, that's for sure. But, like, I'm also very comfortable with other kids going, I don't know. You're not supposed to know everything. We're Our brains, listen, listen. We fucking love to think we know everything, but we don't. Embrace the unknown. Sure, isn't it a bit of crack? So, that's it. I've somehow managed to tie parenthood and CBT and building a stand-up comedy show and building a house all together into the one analogy. And I didn't know that was going to happen when I started recording this podcast. Do you get the point I'm trying to make? (laughs) 
So, yeah, I'm feeling happy. I'm genuinely feeling happy. And I know that's not the point of life, to just to be happy. But, like, I'm just feeling a joy, a bit of a, a weight off me off my shoulders. I tend to feel this way when I'm up against it. I don't know why, but it's like I feel a sense of purpose because I know what I'm up against. I'm up against it, writing this work in progress show. I'm up against it, yeah, writing a, a, an Edinburgh Fringe show. I'm up against it on many fronts. But that gives me a sense of purpose. So what else would you be doing? What would, you, what would I rather? You took it all away from me so that I couldn't do it? Then I wouldn't know what I'd be doing. I'd end up podcasting again in another lockdown. They were talking about that again, would you? Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's it, guys. It's Friday. I haven't even checked your questions. I haven't even checked the messages. But you've been sending loads of messages. And I'm delighted you're enjoying the show. Embrace the chaos of your weekend. Embrace the unknown. And if you want to see more of it, do come and see if you're in Ireland or if you're in Dublin or in Cork. Obviously, do come and see the unknown unfold before your eyes in this work in progress show. One of them in the next week. But actually, I'll tell you now, I'll count on my fingers. There's two next week that I'm doing. Uh, uh, uh. Is that it? Um, bum, bum. I'm, do, I'm doing at least another five more after that. So, that's loads. And um, I was doing maths with my daughter this week as well. She's loving maths. It's mad. Anyway. Yeah, I was, so I, I was doing maths in my head there on my fingers. And I was like, just do it the way you taught your daughter to do it. Use your fingers, Stephen. So, yeah, by the time the whole thing is ended, uh, by the time Edinburgh comes, I'll, sh- I'll have done close to, I think, 10 um, work in progress shows, which is grand. And then I'll see you all in Edinburgh. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Have fun. Be Embrace the unknown, as I keep bloody saying. Just have a great feckin' weekend. Who knows what's going to happen, You do, good or bad. Even if it's bad, sure, I might give you an old challenge. You might learn something. You might have a bit of crack. Sure, like think of some of the darkest moments in your life that you've had that have still, you know, you've still laughed like someone's funeral. Funerals can be gas, you know. Anyway, I'll leave you on that note. <laughs> have a great weekend and I will chat to you next week. Peace and love. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.